You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Mama Work It podcast. This week, we are talking all about mindfulness. Our guest is Angela Marie Christian, a mindfulness, manifestation, and mompreneur thought leader. Say that five times fast. (laughs) She helps women incorporate mindfulness moments into their day, manifest their dreams, and provide business tips for startups. After being in corporate finance for over a decade, she decided to pursue what she truly loves, helping others reconnect with their highest selves. I cannot wait to dive into all this. Angela, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about this. Good. Okay, well, first things first, please tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you decided to make that shift from corporate finance to mindfulness for mamas. Sure. So I am a mother of four and I'm in a blended family. We live about an hour north of San Francisco up in wine country. Yeah. So I've been in the corporate finance world for over a decade, helping entrepreneurs and startups get going and, um, you know, with all of these tech uh, guys who have these dreams. And I just realized, you know, I'm working so hard on their companies, helping them, watching them get bought out by Google. And, you know, I just thought it's time for me to work on my own dreams. And I got hit with a bout of carpal tunnel in both hands in September. And so that was kind of my push to pursue my dreams, which I've always been doing on the sidelines. Uh, For the last decade, I've been learning all these different spiritual modalities. um, But it was more of just like a passion. Um, And now I'm ready to actually use that to help other people. So it's been huge for me. Amazing. Thanks for sharing that. So for those listening who may not be super familiar with mindfulness, can you give us a brief overview of this concept and how beneficial it is, especially for the working mom? Yes, I'd love to because there's a lot of confusion when it comes to mindfulness and meditation. Like some people just don't know, you know, how to determine which is which. Uh, Meditation is a practice that we do, ideally daily. Um, Whereas I view mindfulness as a way of life. Um, There are a lot of different concepts about mindfulness. You know, everyone has their own definition. To me, it means truly living in the moment. And my my five pillars of mindfulness include peace, uh, non-judgment of yourself and others, awareness, forgiveness, and acceptance. 
It's so extremely beneficial for everybody, but I feel like most importantly, working moms, because we are juggling so much and we often feel guilty about taking time for ourselves. So this really has been my outlet and what keeps me sane. And choosing to live with mindfulness is really key just for every aspect of life. It improves our relationships. It helps us be more in touch with ourselves and our needs. Um, and it helps us to define boundaries, which I also think um, is really helpful for our kids to watch us do this as well. I couldn't agree more. I think that is really what flipped a switch for me. And I know for many of my clients is that when you think about the fact that you're indirectly parenting when you're when you're putting yourself last, you're leading by example, and you're showing your kids that, hey, this is okay. This is okay one day when you become a grown-up, when you become an adult, that you actually never take care of yourself or you never do anything nice for yourself. And the thought, like the scary thought that came to me of my kids repeating that cycle is what really, really made me more mindful about taking care of myself. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, definitely. It's such a good point. Yeah. So you're a busy working mom yourself, right? Yet you still make time and space daily for things like mindfulness and meditation. What are some of your tips for making this happen? And what does this look like for you daily? I'm curious. Sure. So I learned a certain meditation technique about five years ago. And so I have to do that daily, which it's, it's very kind of specific, but it also includes about 20 minutes of just, you know, silence, bringing in light. But what I have found to be key is because I used to just do my meditation and then kind of be on with my day and not go back to the mindfulness um, for the rest of, of the day. And it just doesn't really work like that. You really need to incorporate smaller um, moments of time where you can be mindful. And so what I uh, do and what I teach to others is to choose one block of time that's a little bit longer, ideally like 15 to 45 minutes, whatever you can fit in. And that should be the longer meditation, but then to also have a few uh, moments of time, even just one minute where you can do some kind of mindfulness technique. And I have certain like techniques that I do that involve your senses um, that really just make you focused in the moment. And that has been shown actually on MRIs to really help grow the areas of the brain that we want to grow. So that's what I do. And that's what I definitely recommend as well. Yeah. So if you do find that it pops into your head at some point during the day, like, okay, I want to practice mindfulness. I've got this little stretch of time right now, or even just these 30 seconds. What exactly should you be doing in that moment? Yeah. So a few of my favorite ones are just to close your eyes and even just like rub your fingertips together and just focus on how that feels. And if you just do that, it brings you into the, um, into the present moment without even like forcing yourself to, or, you know, if you're in an office and you can't escape, you could just, sounds funny, but you could just wiggle your toes and feel that sensation, feel them on the floor, just feel that for 10 seconds. Even they've, they've shown that just 10 seconds of it helps. Um, but definitely if you could do it for, you know, one to three minutes would be better. Um, another one is to just, you know, listen for the, for the farthest, um, noise that you can hear, um, just basically using your senses to kind of bring you back into the moment. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah. So those are so practical and easy and you mm-hmm. can do them anywhere. Like you said, even if you're like in a public space, you don't have to be like closing your eyes and getting all meditative. You could literally right. just be wiggling your toes and be practicing mm-hmm. mindfulness in that in that time. Yeah. Okay. A lot of these practices I know um, can not only help you manifest your dreams, they can help you heal a lot of past trauma. So this might be actually stopping you or like getting in the way of you achieving some of your goals, some of your dreams that you're looking to do. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. And so this was something that I had to handle in my own life. Um, I had some PTSD from a domestic abuse um, issue that I had in my 20s from my daughter's father. Um, It was really stopping me from moving forward in my meditation practice and really getting that sense of um, peace. And so what I did it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I was healing from a toxic mold issue that we had had in our home in Marin County. Like it was a beautiful home. You would never have expected mold to be behind the walls, but it made us very sick. And so I was using an infrared sauna every day to heal. And so when I was in there for 45 minutes, I just decided I'm going to use some of these meditation practices um, and healing techniques that I've been taught. And so while I was in the sauna, I created this um, healing technique that actually healed me from the PTSD where I used to get, you know, if he even called, I would start getting, um, my heart would start racing, my palms would get sweaty, I'd get really like scared, even though it was a phone call. And then after I walked myself through this um, these healings, which took, you know, probably a few months of doing this. Um, I now I can see him and it doesn't bother me at all. I've forgiven him. I've, it just doesn't even affect me in any way, which that was huge because I had went to therapy for a long time to try to heal this and nothing came close to, um, these healing practices. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So for someone who is listening right now and they're thinking, oh, I haven't thought about it in this way. Like maybe I do have some stuff to heal. Do you recommend that they find like a a healing um, type of meditation like on YouTube that they can listen to? Or is there something specific they should be, you know, saying to themselves while they're in that meditative state? For trauma specifically, you mean? Yeah. So what I did is I went to this school that we actually got trained in advanced healing and spiritual techniques. So I kind of blended a few different modalities. I also blended astral travel, which sounds kind of funny. Um, it's not like quite mainstream yet, I guess, but um, I used a blend of my own to do this. So I am writing about it in a book, but in the meantime, I would recommend one of the things I did that was pretty practical is I would go back to the memory, which isn't pleasant. And, you know, if it's a severe memory, I wouldn't maybe do it, but I would go back to the moment and I would rewrite how it actually went. And so that has been proven that you can actually heal memories that way as well. So you go back to the moment. Um, I would watch myself, you know, in this one particular moment actually like run out of the house and leave and get help and just doing that over and over again. And and then at the end, I would actually invite him into my meditation and I would um, tell him, I forgive you. And it was just this whole process that I did over and over again. Um, And yeah, trauma is, is hard because it's like so different in everybody, but um, there are a lot of good 
healing uh, meditations that you could find online. I don't know of one offhand, but I would start with, um, there's something called Radical Forgiveness, which is written by um, Dr. Alberto Villoldo, which I could send the link to you, but he does a really good job of explaining it. And that's kind of the process that I use too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it best if you are dealing with something in the trauma world that you need to move past that you do work with a professional? Yeah. I mean, I would not have been able to do this um, on my own if I hadn't been trained for, I think I had been trained for five years at that point. And I'd also done a lot of therapy. So um, while it was still bringing up trauma, like PTSD in the moment, um, and sometimes at night I would think about it, you know, it was still affecting me, but it wasn't like, you know, some people's trauma is so severe, they really need to have like a therapist help them. But um, for me, I created this after five years of working with um, healers and learning these techniques. So um, yeah, that would be my suggestion. And is that something you help your clients with? Yes, I do. So I have actually written out this whole technique um, and it's going to be in a course that I'm launching um, where I dive deep into this, how I did it, and then I walk them through how to go through the same process. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Because I think sometimes people are always in the sort of future mode, right? Of manifestation and thinking about all the positivity and the the good stuff. And while that's, I think, equally as important, and I mean, I, I do the same, I think you kind of enlightened us a little bit to think about you could be doing all of that, but if you haven't healed something that's blocking that path for you, you're not really going to get anywhere too quickly. So good to just think about it from these angles for sure. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, what if you're someone who has a really hard time quieting your mind? How would you go about doing this? Yes. So I remember still when I first started out, this, you know, was an issue for me because I am a recovering type A person where I just always had these thoughts going. And so, um, what I would do is I would just close my eyes and kind of imagine that I was in a bubble and um, that any thoughts that were coming in would just kind of be like either clouds floating through or that they would kind of bounce off. Um, and when when they would come through, I might acknowledge them, but then you know just let them go. And I know that's easier said than done, but when you realize that it's your ego trying to get your attention because um, you know your ego doesn't like when you're quieting your mind because then it's not focused on egoic stuff. So when something comes through, like oh you didn't send that email, just kind of acknowledge okay and just like let it go through. Um, also, a good thing that that really helped me um, to begin were guided meditations. So those are nice because you don't have to, you know, sit in silence if that doesn't work for you. The key is to just kind of build the muscle first. Um, But then also what I would do, even if you can do it for a few minutes, is try silencing your mind and focusing on the space in between your thoughts. So when a thought comes, watch for the end of the thought And then just focus on that space because that's where that silence is where you want to be. Because then after you practice that and build that muscle up, um, you'll find that 
in that silence, um, that's when your higher self can bring through messages, messages to you. And that's where I've learned a lot of these things that I've kind of developed on my own is in that silence, um, if that makes sense. So it does. It does. And I think that it sounds so easy, but it's so challenging for people because we live in such a culture where we're either always on the go or busy. And then when we unexpectedly get a moment where we don't have something to do, what do we do? We fill it. We fill it with our phone, with like TV or with just noise, right? And we just don't even know as people how to be quiet, how to be still. So I like how you said that, you know, it takes work, it takes practice to really build that up. It's it's a skill set, you know, it's not it's not going to come naturally. It makes me think of breastfeeding, you know, like we, we think of breastfeeding when we have a baby and we're like, oh, this is going to be so natural and like easy. And it was so hard, right? It's a skill you have to develop. You have to really work at it. So similar to that, you know, I, I just want to say like if anyone's listening and they're already sort of um, categorize themselves as someone who's like, oh, I can't meditate. Oh, I can't do that. You know, I, I used to say these things, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and now I've gotten to a place where like I've seen the benefits of what it can do. So I'm like, okay, even if this is hard in this moment, I'm going to try it anyway. Give it a few minutes, right? It doesn't have to be a full on 20, 30 minute meditation. It could be the few minutes of mindfulness. It could be something short. Um, but really just building that muscle, I think is really crucial. Yeah. And, um, what really helped me, and I always remember this was my first experience with meditation was, um, Oprah and Deepak Chopra used to do these joint, um, like 21 day meditations and they were free. And so every day they would email you one. I'm sure you could probably still find them if you go to one of their websites, but, that was the first time I'd ever experienced like an aha moment with meditation was when I was doing those. And that was in the very beginning, like over 10 years ago. And so those were really helpful because they're short and they're guided. And then you can feel the difference when you're doing those. So that's what I would recommend doing as well. Yeah. That's a great tip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll try and link those two if we can find them (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So for someone listening to this episode who is just like really vibing with what you're saying, but feels like they're a bit inexperienced in this area, they haven't developed that muscle yet. What is one small step they can take today to start practicing mindfulness? Sure. So first, I always tell people to schedule it because if you don't schedule it, you're going to put it off and you're going to say, oh, I'll do it after this call or you know, after I get the kids. So I always every morning schedule in my mindfulness time. um, And then I also set an alarm on my phone so that it will go off and it'll remind me, okay, just go take, you know, however many minutes I'm doing at that point. Um, And so if you don't have a lot of time, maybe try that, like setting an alarm for yourself and just do one of the, um, the senses, like you know, close your eyes and just rub your fingertips together or um, listen to, you know, either the nearest sound or the sound that's the furthest away. Um, Doing just one of those small mindfulness um, techniques, it builds your muscle. So um, yeah, that's what I would recommend. And um, or just, you know, try to close your eyes even for a minute and just try to have silence. And if you can't, that's okay. Don't judge yourself. Just every time you try, you're going to get better. So, And would you say once a day is sufficient to get started? Yes, definitely once a day is is enough to get started until you feel like 
you know, at some point you'll, you'll, you'll like the feeling of after meditation and you'll want to maintain that throughout the day. And you can do that with just smaller amounts of time. But at first, yes, it's definitely good to just start with one. Great. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so doable. It's so doable, right? For Mm -hmm. anybody who's like, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. This is one minute. Yeah, this is one minute. I like how you said to schedule it. I agree in my house. If it's not scheduled, it's not real. It's not happening. So absolutely put a reminder for yourself. You can do it in like 30 seconds on your Google calendar reoccurring every day. And there you go. There's your reminder to just get mindful in that moment. Yeah. One other thing, sorry, that I just remembered is sometimes I'll teach this to my kids is to have mindful eating. You know, for example, like while you're eating, be really mindful about what you're eating, the whole process. And that's just another way to have a mindful moment where you're not feeling like you have to be silent. So Hmm. interesting. And probably also like, I don't know if this is true, but like just thinking about what you're eating, the choices you're making, right? Like what's Mm -hmm. going into your body, like it could be a good a good way to develop healthier habits in that sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, we are going to move over to our lightning round now. (laughs) And this is where I get to ask you some just for fun, random type questions so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more personally. Are you ready? Yep. (laughs) Great. Okay. So what is your guilty pleasure TV show? Definitely Pretty Little Liars. (laughs) All right. I haven't seen that, honestly. So yeah. I, can't, I can't comment, but I have seen the advertisement for it. Yeah. Okay. If you could go on vacation tomorrow anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? I would go to Greece because I've never been. I've always wanted to go and I just feel like it's a magical place. Yeah. Yeah. What is one app you cannot live without? Oh, I love Insight Timer, which my daughter and I do a meditation on there every night. It has some kids' meditations. And without that, she would not go to bed. So (laughs) definitely Insight Timer. I've used meditations with my kids too at night when they can't fall asleep. And they seem to respond really well to it too. So Mm -hmm. I like that they're getting into that routine. Yeah. All right. This is a very serious question. Are you ready? (laughs) Yep. Nail salon, hair salon, or spa, you can only pick one to visit for the rest of your life. Which one is it? Definitely spa. I could not get enough massages and facials. Yes. (laughs) All right. Yeah, yeah. What book are you reading right now? Um, So I have like 20 books that I'm always reading, but the one I'm making myself get through right now, well, there's two, is The Power of Awakening by Wayne Dyer and then The Millionaire Messenger by Brendan Bouchard. Oh, two incredible authors for Mm -hmm. sure. I love me a good Wayne Dyer read. And Brendan Bouchard is just so inspirational. So great picks for sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. And then finally, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Calories don't count. Definitely pizza. I feel like I could never get enough pizza, even though it's not super healthy. It's just, yeah, my guilty pleasure. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Angela. Well, before we wrap up, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Sure. So my website is AngelaMarieChristian.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at AngelaMarieChristian, Facebook as well. Um, and then I'm on LinkedIn, Angela Marie Christian. Um, and those are the main spots that I'm at right now. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all these great tips about mindfulness and meditation. Yeah, thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.